You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. I am so grateful and so excited that you made a decision to join me today from all over the world. And if you are are listening to the show today. I believe that the Spirit of God has attracted you here so that you can receive answers to some of your questions and an insight uh, into areas where you are really looking for what your next step should be. And I believe that you're going to receive that today. Well, it is a beautiful, wonderful, uh, sunny day here in uh, the ATL. And boy, has this been a week or what? I tell you, globally, so much is happening. There's such a, a major shift in society. I've been receiving all of your, your emails and I hear, hear you loud and clear. And that's why today uh, my very special guest is Greta Counts. And Greta is going to be talking to us about everything that's happening in the world. Uh, she's going to share with us about the power of personal awareness. And I can't wait to hear what she has to say. We're going to talk about race and how can we shift our mindset? How can we embrace each each other? How can we um, understand that we are one? And how can we tap into the collective consciousness of change? We all need to know that, right? So we're going to get right to her. But before we do, uh, make sure you visit my website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. While you are on my website, take a look at my books. You can get them um, uh, from Amazon. You can order the ebook from my from my website. Uh, take a look at my coaching packages and, and you know watch some of my videos from from my, from got that at, from some of my clients my coaching clients and while you are on my website if this show is and has nourished you um, has really given you inspiration and motivation during really difficult times uh, I'm going to thank you in advance for your donation you can pay via PayPal or you can cash out me at Constance uh, at dollar sign excuse me dollar sign Constance Arnold no space so let's just get right to Miss um, Greta Count so we're going to go to these quick commercials and then I'm going to be right back so everybody stay tuned do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. 
Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Well, everybody, I am back and uh, really excited about my show today. My very special guest is uh, Greta Counts, and uh, she is a licensed Hear Your Life coach. She's a licensed practitioner and new thought leader. She's a practitioner for Centers for Spiritual Living. She's an online instructor for Spiritual Living Institute. But she's a she's a pastor. She is a spiritual woman, and uh, she's going to walk us through uh, what's happening in the world today. I'm so grateful uh, that uh, God has put her in my life and in your life also. And I'm going to declare and decree even before she comes on that your life will never be the same again. So Greta Counts, welcome back to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Constance. I so appreciate you. I appreciate your broadcast because I know it reaches so many hearts. So thank you for having me. Well, you know, uh, a lot is going on in the world, Greta. Things are shifting. Things are changing. Uh, A lot of issues around race and new ways of thinking and being. And to be quite honest with you, I didn't really want to even tackle or even get into the whole race, what's happening kind of issue thing. And something happened to me because I'm like, okay, here I am, an African-American woman. You know, my, my listening audience is very diverse. But my friend of 20 years contacted me and, and she said to me, how you doing down there in Atlanta? Because she lived in Atlanta, but she since moved back to Ohio. She retired. And so she said, how's your show? And then she said, have you done anything on what's happening? I said, no. And she said to me something, Greta. She said, but you should, because your whole life has reflected that. She said, all of your friends are black, white, Hispanic. And then I got another friend. She says, And we don't know what she is. That's like a joke in the posse. And she said, so you have lived this out for 20 years. She said, all of us have been friends for 20 years. And I thought about, yeah. And, you know, vacations together. We know all of our business. We cried together, prayed together, et cetera. And so I said, yes, but I really didn't know how I was going to tackle it. And so, um, I so then Greta called me and I'm like, yes, here's the answer <laughs> to my prayer right here. So uh, that's like the preface that I would just like to share with everybody before we get started. So I'm just turning it over to you, Greta. Well, we're gonna. I'm looking forward to this dialogue, this conscious conversation about what's happening in the world because there is um, so much happening, but it is. I find it very exciting and I'm looking forward to what 
happens to us going forward. I'm excited for this here and now moment because it is an opportunity for us to do some things differently. And I think I've been, you know, subconsciously waiting on this moment all my life Mm. because I have been moving through life, seeing things, not just with my physical eyes, but also with my spiritual eyes and always having questions about, okay, when is the pendulum going to swing so far in one direction that it will bring us back to the middle? And I'm so thrilled that uh, we are where we are right now collectively because our collective consciousness created this here and now moment. And it is our collective consciousness that's going to make it better than it is. So it's exciting. I find it exciting. That That's prof- profound. So our collective consciousness created this moment. And so since people are awakening and shifting, our new collective consciousness will create the new vibration in which we live. Yes, it will. I like to say we're having a reawakening. We've, you know, we awakened to who we were when each country became what it was with the history that each country and nation has for itself. And now we are here at this moment to have a reawakening, a new birth, if you will. And it's thrilling because so many generations have passed away. And what passed away with those generations was the mindset that went with it. And Mm. now we've got these millennials, we've got this Generation Z and all these different other generations, and they were born into something completely different. So we cannot continue to be what we were and move into something new when we've got these children that are being born that are being born into a technological age, like things are different. And it's just so wonderful because old things do pass away. You know, thank God we're not all living a life that was being lived in the 16th century. Right. So change is constant. And um, what we were has been what it has been. And it's been great. But now it's time for something new. And I am so thrilled about this reawakening. It's exciting. Wow. And it's global. Yes. You know, yes. you know, you know, it's global. So so let's just get right to it. Um, uh, some of my uh, white friends have said to me, well, I, I wasn't aware of that. What do I need to do? Uh, you know, what do I need to think? And uh, when you said it, it's an awakening, that sort of reminded me what what they shared with me. So what should people be doing or thinking or feeling, Greta, right now? Well, that's a great question. And so as I thought about this, as things have been happening, I believe that three things need to happen for us all, regardless of your race, regardless of your nationality. And the first is awareness. You know, awareness opens us to change. They say awareness is the beginning of change. I like to say that self-awareness leads to transformation. You see, when something changes, when something changes, it can always change back to what it was. Mm -hmm. But when something transforms, it will never, ever be the same. It can never go back to what it was originally. 
When you think about a butterfly, the caterpillar goes into the cocoon and is transformed. So it must dissolve into nothingness so that it can emerge as a butterfly and never ever can a butterfly return to its original state. So your friends have called and my friends have called and said, oh my goodness, I had no idea. So they are now aware, which means their hearts are open to change. Their minds are being open to change. Their spirits are being open to something changing because what they are now realizing is that, um, that this is something that isn't humane you know, what they're seeing. Mm -hmm. And they do not want to see people suffer. I don't think that the masses want to see people suffer. So awareness is that first step. And so everything that has transpired has been so uh, divine, because we had COVID-19, the pandemic, which shut the world down. It caused everybody to be sheltered in, to have to pay attention to the other ills of society that we that we've all co-created because this this has been a co-creation mm. so the timing is so perfect because people are shut in their homes there's no sporting events to go to there are no musical concerts to go to there's not a lot to watch on television not a lot of movies. I mean, after you watch so many, how many can you see? Right. Um, store closing earlier. They can't. We have not been able to distract ourselves from what has been what is being presented to us. So, you know, the first pandemic is COVID-19. And then the pandemic within the pandemic is this uh, racial tension that exists that has persisted for so long. And I believe that not only do we seek um, a vaccination and a healing from COVID-19, but the world is ready for inner healing through and through. And that's us addressing all the ills of society, whether it is discrimination against women, discrimination against blacks, discrimination against whoever people are discriminating against. So awareness is the beginning. You know, that's so profound, like you said, Greta, that globally. So that's why when I've been getting emails from my listeners in Australia, in London, everywhere, it's impacting the entire globe. And I said to myself, something's happening here. Yes. So, wait a minute. Something is changing here. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Something is shifting here. And and I just love how you talked about just the power of being aware that there is a change and not being in denial about that. Yes, 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 yes. Because you know what happens? Awareness can move us to acceptance. Hmm. Acceptance, you know, acceptance, once people become aware, and this is a process, and we have to understand that it took us this long to get to this point. So it is going to require time. You know, once the awareness happens, it, it happens to different people in different ways at different times. But at least we're having a wave of awareness, which is going to lead us to acceptance. Now, what is it that people really need to accept? 
once you become aware of something, it's very necessary for us to accept. And acceptance allows us to own our part in what is happening because all of us created this situation. Hmm. All um, we did this together. We're in this together. Um, and that's just what it is. And so what what I am telling my friends who are not African-American is that it's a good idea to sit with yourself, to be with yourself and to ask yourself, in what way have I played a part in what is happening? Hmm. And to become reflective about that, because African-Americans have played a part in it, too. We all we all we are all doing this together. And that's the beauty of it is because at the end of the day, we're in this together. It's all about togetherness. We cannot get out of this without each other. And acceptance allows us to say, okay, let me own my piece of this. Have Mm -hmm. I been somewhere and I've seen this and I've not said anything? Have I, do I have friends that are people of color that I didn't even, I just haven't been sensitive to them in any way? Um, What have I done or not done that has contributed to what is happening right now? You know, that's so powerful. I had a friend of mine call me and uh, he was saying with Constance, he said um, uh, he is uh, he is not African-Americans. He said to me, he said, you know what I realized? He said that as as a white man, I realized that I never knew what it was like for you to get in your car every day as a black man and be anxious about, am I going to make it back home? He said, I never knew that. I never had that experience. And he started crying. And, uh, and then he said, just like you said, he said, but now I am more aware of that Mm -hmm. and really empathetic and understanding of my black brothers. And that was so profound. I told him, I said, quit crying, because you're going to make me cry my eyelashes off. And, uh, but that was an awakening moment for him, Greta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, the power of self-awareness mm-hmm. is, is unmistakable because when you, you can be aware that racism exists, but if it's not at your front door, it is very easy to pretend that it doesn't exist. I mean, it is on television and it's in that movie theater that you just left and you read about it in this book, but surely it's not happening right now. And so when people become self-aware, you know, the marches, the peaceful protests, um, they all and, and unfortunately, but fortunately, the riots are all a major aspect of it, too. I mean, it all is a part of the recipe of healing that we're experiencing now. You know, at the end of the day, nobody wants to see anybody riot. No. But at the end of the day, when people feel like something has been taken from them, then all they know to do is to take something from someone else for those who aren't spiritually involved or emotionally intelligent. You know, they just are lashing out in the best way they know how. And here's the thing. We need it all. 
so that something can change. If, if, if it was just a peaceful protest, then I don't think that people would have been so glued to the television. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it all goes with it. We live in a society where the movie industry capitalizes off of violence and destruction and, uh, and all those kinds of things. So the world is reflecting what has been internalized in the subconscious based on what we have seen. You know, people mimic those things in the subconscious on the subconscious level um people feel like something taken from them and right so, yeah you know and so somebody asked me um another one of my friends and we both are small business owners and so are you uh, Greta and um so he called me and he said well you know what about the riots and I said I said if you know me you know that I am not for riots and looting and all of that and I was just trying to share with him or he was trying to explain the consciousness of someone who, who would do that. I said, you know, I'm not for that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I want everybody to be prosperous, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what you shared was just very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. So it's all working together. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it's all working together for the good because that's just what it is. And the the reality is that it's interesting to me that we live in a society that capitalizes on things like what we just mentioned, riots and looting and things like that. They capitalize on violence and gun use and all of that. You know, almost every television show you turn on is law and order or something related to a cop show or something related to violence. Right. Um, They make big bucks on it, but then they don't want it to show up on other scenes. But these are the seeds that have been planted and um, we're just reaping a harvest on all the seeds because there is this, as I mentioned before, a collective consciousness And we have all been thinking into this pool. I call it a cesspool. Mm. You know, we think into it. And here's the thing. Every generation from before us, they have participated in the collective consciousness as well. And the beauty of it all, the beauty of it all is that it has is given rise to where we are today. And it really is just an evolution You know, it's the evolution of humanity that knows that we are better than this, that we can be better. We don't people don't have to work 80 hours a week to be happy. You know, COVID-19 showed us that. Stop it. You know, the pandemic stopped us in our tracks from uh, being workaholics, being shopaholics uh, or any other kind of holic that people may be. But people were, I believe, the universe sent us all to our rooms, said, mm-hmm. go to your room, sit down, be still, be quiet and think about. Think about some things, just like when you were kids and our parents would say, go to your room. The universe sent us all to our rooms to be with ourselves, to have to think about life differently. For the first time, I believe some children probably saw their parents at the dinner table. Yeah. No, I mean, it just is what it is. And so we are being redirected inward, Mm. you know, tap into that inner being 
that we all are. We all want love. We all want joy. We all want to experience inner harmony and serenity and peace and love. But everybody is on the fast track to acquiring things, cars and houses and uh, property and land and whatever it is they're buying. And no one has been giving real attention to what really matters most. And so we had this pandemic and now we've got this pandemic within the pandemic and it's, and then it's an election year. So this is at least in the United States is an election year. So this is, these are exciting times. Well, you, well, you know, when you said everything is working out and it's an exciting time, but for that small business owner whose business might have been, uh, have experienced looting or they haven't been able to reopen up because of all of this. How is all of that working for, for for maybe business owners who might be thinking or feeling a certain way? They certainly might be for righteous justice and equality, but maybe they like, man, I just opened up my business again after COVID-19 and look what happened. What What can you say to those those business owners? That's a great question. And I can only imagine, fortunately for me, my business, you know, I don't have a brick and mortar mm-hmm. and I'm familiar with some of the ones who have been destroyed. And what I would say to them is just, it's a time for, for them. And I don't know what's going on in their situation mm-hmm. because in the, on the whole, there's this whole picture and then there are the individual pictures but we don't know if some of them have been thinking of doing something different we don't know if some of them have been thinking about doing their business differently we don't know what happened in their own individual situation but it's an opportunity again for them to just reflect on what is it I want to do going forward is this really what I want to be doing do I want to be doing something different um Everybody's situation is very different, Um, but I would encourage them to not feel like a victim Mm -hmm. because there's nowhere to go from there. Mm -hmm. You know, we can know that they may have been experienced the casualty of what happened, but not to be afraid, you know, and to just reflect. Um, How do I feel about this? You know, one of the things that I think is going to be a major topic is going to be forgiveness mm. on fronts, you know, and that's I'm getting ahead of myself. But at the end of the day, I would love to do a talk about forgiveness because forgiveness is a necessary part of love, you know. And um, and so while it is very unfortunate that some businesses were harmed, um, I did hear that a few businesses and have contributed to some businesses who had a GoFundMe to get themselves back together and to get their businesses up and running again. But, um, you know, one of the things that I say, and people don't like to hear this, but at the end of the day, it really is all good. And it really is all God because it's all the culmination of everything It's the culmination of everything that Mm -hmm. is going to give rise to something greater. It's going to give rise to something greater. Yeah. Okay. What else do we need to consider, Greta? Okay. So awareness is one of the things that has been necessary to this whole thing. Acceptance is the second. And the third thing is action. You know, 
action because action allows us to all be a part of the solution. You know, once you become aware of what's going on and then you move into self-awareness about the role you may have played and then you practice acceptance, which allows you to own your part, you know, then now you can take action. You know, you can say to yourself, I can say to myself, how can I be a part of the solution? Mm. You know, based on what I'm aware of now, based on that I am sitting with myself, being with myself, accepting that I don't know how, but somehow I have participated in this thing. Now, what can I do? And there are so many things people can do. I mean, voting is one of them. Holding the people in office accountable for what they do and say is another. Uh, some action that might be taken is signing a petition. You know, um, somebody may open a nonprofit that contributes to uh, supporting um, the youth in knowing and understanding certain things. There's just so many ways we can take action. And um, it depends on what part of the world you're in and also what is what you're passionate about individually. But we can all stand to take action and learn how we can think about how we can be a part of the solution and then actually do it because so many people have so many ideas, um, but not a lot of people actually move forward with those ideas. Yeah, you know, a lot of people like Michael Jordan gave $100 million. You know, he rarely speaks out. A lot of the athletes are coming together and forming coalitions, forming groups, action groups, how-to groups. And so something is, there's been a resurrection, actually, in yeah. uh, in the lives of people are, are awakening and saying, wow. I did not see that before. Wow. Now I'm beginning to understand and, and major institutions and major uh, companies, they're shifting. Yes. Yes. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And those are some great action steps because, you know, at the end of the day, what's going to happen in the future depends on what we are creating today. You know, that's really what it is. And I love, again, what I just heard you say, that is togetherness. That yeah. is, you know, here's, I might not be out on the streets protesting, but I'm going to write a check, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so there's just so many ways that we can all take action. And I think that when we are aware that there is a problem and when we accept and own our part in it, and then when we take action, it's just there's no way we can lose. You end up with a win-win-win situation when these things happen. You know, um, our collective consciousness brought us here. Our collective consciousness will take us into the new. You know, there's a new horizon at hand. And it's thrilling because, you know, there's something that I heard Wentley Phillips say. He said, we are here to resemble, reflect, and reveal the character of the creator. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to use that one. <laughs> yes. Isn't it powerful? Say that again. <laughs> we are here to resemble, reflect, and reveal the character of the creator. Wow. Yeah. 
less powerful. We're here to reveal the kingdom of God. And so when people ask the question, which so many of my friends have said, what can I do? What can I do? You know, think about that. To resemble, reflect, and reveal the character of the creator is a really powerful thing. You know, the reality is this, Constance. There is only one God, one source, and it's called by so many different names. Some people call it Jehovah. Some people call it Krishna. Some people call it Elohim. Some people call it Emmanuel. Some people call it Christ consciousness and Buddha and Allah. It's called by a lot of names, but there's only one presence, only one God, only one creator. Then here's the other part of that. There's only one race. And it's the human race, Mm. the one race. And it is called by many names. It's called black, Asian, Italian, you know, Sicilian, whatever, all the different names. But there truly is only one race because ultimately there's only one life. And it's the life we're all living today. The life Mm. we're all living today, we share that life. There's only one life, you know. I think I remember Ernest Holmes saying, there's one life and that life is God. You are the expert in that field. Okay. That is right. That is right. Because God is life. You know? And then we are created in the image and likeness of God. And so there's one race, there's one life, there's one God. You know, there is no separation. There is no them or they. There's only us. And at the end of the day, if someone hates their brother or their sister, it's really because they don't have love in their own hearts for themselves. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you you need I'm listening to you and I'm like, this woman needs to be on the platforms of the world because your message is, is so spiritual, but it's also practical. And, and you know, as you're sharing you know, just powerful principles even around, you know, we're all one and this is our own collective consciousness from previous mindsets, ways of thinking, etc. And we can change that. I, I know the Bible talks about, you know, everything, God works everything together for good. And, and that's what I hear you're saying. Yes, yes. You know, something I thought about too is that There's someone who said that God is nearer to us than our breath, right? Mm -hmm. And then I started thinking and when I was uh, meditating and what the download I got was, you know, the big thing about COVID-19 was that they needed these ventilators because people couldn't breathe. And then we have George Floyd and his situation is because the knee on the neck was stopping him from breathing. Mm. I believe humanity is ready to breathe. We want to exhale, but we're living with so many, so much anxiety and depression and addiction and violence and all this stuff. And so none of us are really taking the time to breathe. And the breath, breath is essential to life. And when you can breathe, that's the God in you, Mm. breathing in you, as you, through you, around you. But I think it's interesting that those two things were both having to do with breathing. That's profound. 
Yeah. You know, that, that's wow. That that's profound. And you know, and so you mentioned earlier forgiveness because we know people have a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings. Um, what would that look like? For starters, you know, I say that forgiveness is letting go of the need for the past to be different than it was. We got to start. Yeah, we've got to let go of the need for the past to be different than it was. It happened. It was the past. Personally, and people will probably don't want to hear me say this. But we cannot, it is not, I don't think the best move is to remove gone with the wind. I don't think the best thing is to tear down statues of Columbus and general whoever. I'm with you on that. There is, that is not the answer. Our history brought us here today. And I think it is perfectly fine. We're just creating a new history. That's all. So destroying things that were. You're not, it's not going to be removed from anybody's subconscious. Yeah. That's not the way we do that. So we have to let go of the need for the past to be different than it was. Slavery did exist. And on many levels, it still does. Hmm. But it's how we get to move forward by acknowledging it, embracing it, and then changing it. You know, that's really all it is. But to throw the baby out with the bathwater is not the answer. It's not the answer. Because you can't create something new in an old vibration. Acknowledge it, it did happen. I didn't like it. It was wrong. But this is the new vibration. This is the new collective consciousness. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it it just isn't the answer. So, yes, forgiveness. That's how we start is by letting go of the need for the past to be different. It happened. It was what it was. And now we get to do something new, you know. And um, truth be told, um, there was some good in it on some level, somehow, some way, you know. There is good in everything. You know, Tina Turner sang a song called Something Beautiful Remains. And I did a talk about it maybe seven, eight, maybe 10 years ago. And when you when we uh, when the radio show is over, I encourage you to listen to that song. Something Beautiful Remains. It is one of the most. I've never heard that. Oh, my goodness. She is beautiful. She's walking along this beach and she's talking about how something beautiful remains and it is it's just so powerful and i just think that in all situations there's something beautiful about it i mean one of the things that i think is interesting is there really isn't a pure black race anymore when you think about it when you think about the slave owners and this and that you know so it's interesting that we are a melting pot of all kinds of stuff and what I think is interesting is this new generation, this technological generation, they're not relating to that old, that old stuff, Mm-mm. which is why it's got to be brought to a head so it can be healed so we can move on. You know, it's, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. So I can hear somebody saying, well, Greta and Constance, how can Uh, discrimination that I've experienced, how is that good? So what would you say to someone who has experienced that? 
Well, for one, I can imagine that we both have. I Absolutely. Have. <laughs> it happens on a daily basis, quite frankly, whether it is racial profiling in a car or getting in an elevator and someone uh, pulling their purse closer to them or whether it's going in a store and being followed by a store owner who assumes you're going to take something because, you know, black people still um, it's just happens. But here's what it does for me. What it does for me is it gives me the opportunity to check my own thinking. Yeah. You know, that's how I see it as a teachable moment. That's how I choose to look at it. I can remember uh, living in a county here in Georgia and being racially profiled all the time. My children would be in the back of the car and just in terror because we were getting pulled over so many times for so many little things. And it was because we were being racially profiled. And then I remember going home and making a conscious decision to, to investigate my own subconscious mind, Mm -hmm. you know, my history, my father, my mother, my grandparents, my great grandfather, who I knew, he died close to 100 years old. His father was a slave. And so there's this, again, a collective consciousness that I was born into, that I was raised with the languaging I heard in my family at the table about race. And so I personally have adopted, had adopted a belief in racism. Right. Well, my belief, my inherent belief in racism brings it to me all the time. Mm -hmm. So what I decided to do was practice forgiveness, practice forgiving my forefathers, practice forgiving the slave owners, practice forgiving uh, the nation and how they've done what they've done. Just living in a constant and consistent state of forgiveness. And here's what happened. And this is the truth. From that day forward, I've been pulled over. But the interaction between me and a police officer is so different. It's so different. Um, I had a tail light out maybe two years ago. And I was in that county where I would get pulled over all the time and get a ticket and yada, yada. No conversation. They would be so cocky and just the, it never went well. But one night I got pulled over and he said, you, do you know your tail light is out? I said, I had no idea. Thanks for letting me know. He said, OK, well, would you make sure you go get it taken care of? And he said, and just consider this a warning. Mm-hmm. Now, how I felt that night, I had to work. There's no, you know, I did have to work to remind myself of what I had been Um, knowing within my own spirit that we are one, you know, that God is all there is and that systemic racism does exist, but it doesn't have to be my personal experience, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is how we get to participate in the healing because when that man approached me, I was sending love and vibrations I was allowing love to flow upward, inward, and through me. I was not afraid because fear is a big culprit in it all. Mm-hmm. And he said, have a nice evening. And I was grateful, not to him, 
I was grateful to God for me remembering my truth. You know, um, That's profound. Yeah. Well, yeah. let me let me share my story. Um, uh, Greta, you know, I had a contract with the state of Georgia. My job over a three year period was to go to every county, big city, small city, etc. And I would be gone for a week at a time. And I was training a women who were on welfare, uh, helping them to deal with their psychological, emotional and mental mindsets to prepare them for the workplace. And so I would leave on a Sunday and then come back home. If you can imagine that lifestyle for three years. Yeah. And, and so and one of the things that, that I did contractually was that anyone who had whoever had the best attendance because they had to attend for one week, they would get a big, gigantic TV. So that meant that I had all kind of TVs in my house and yeah. I would have a friend come over and put it in my back seat. So I had a friend of mine come and he said, Constance, don't drive your Mercedes through these small towns because mm -hmm. you're going to be profiled. I'm like, what are you talking about? And so just like you said, I realized that my consciousness was one of fear. And yeah. so I'm like, okay. And he said, make sure you carry the receipt with you because the TV was in the box. It was so big. It took up the entire, uh, my entire back seat. So here I am driving, you know, ignoring my friend, but still anxious. Oh my God, I better go to speed limit. And I was going below the speed limit and I got pulled over and I said, yes, sir. And he said, uh, are you, are you, in this county, I said, well, I'm here to, you know, train at so-and-so, so-and-so center. And then he said, can I see your license? I said, yes. He said, what's that you got in your back seat? I said, it's a TV. And I showed him the receipt for the TV. And he said, okay, you can go on. But I believe that my fear, that, that I had a part in that, that my fear of, oh, my God, I might get pulled over, really kind of pulled that to me. Yes. Uh, whatever. So like you, yeah. I understand that. And mm -hmm. um, he was nice to me. It was not an issue. But my friend kept saying. And so what I finally did was I got a rental car and I would take my rental car every week. I don't know if that was out of fear or faith, Greta, but that's just a great example of what you're talking about. That was yeah. my I'm not saying that he wasn't racially profiling me, but that was my own vibration of fear going through those little bitty towns. Yes. And see, here's the thing. It all works together. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, whether or not he was racially profiling or whether in my case it was the same thing, um, I strongly believe it was. But my reaction to it is everything. Yeah. You know, if my reaction to it is, you know, and I can think of times when they would stop me. And because of my fear, I would say a lot of things because I didn't like it. I knew what it was. I mean, my discernment would tell me that's what it was, but it didn't mean that I needed to do what I was doing. The goal is to de-escalate the situation and de-escalation can start with me. You understand? Right. It doesn't start with them. It can start with me. And so, as I said, we're all participating in it. You know, the belief in it brings it to us. This is the power of the law of attraction. That's what it is. So it's like, you know, five cars can be going down the street. But if I'm in my vehicle in complete fear that something's going to happen to me, mm -hmm. then I can, get to, I can bring it to my doorstep easily and effortlessly. That's for sure. And so 
our deep-seated beliefs, whether someone believes that they are of uh, a superior race or whether some, someone believes they're inferior because of their race, um, those two mindsets will meet for sure. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's just what it is. And that is, um, that's just a spiritual thing. You know, it's interesting. And I was thinking about this. They say cleanliness is next to godliness. And so the big thing right now is the question is always, did you wash your hands? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking the other day, what is necessary now is for us to wash our minds. Mm. Have you washed your mind so your spirit can be right. While we they're telling us to sing happy birthday to you for 20 seconds with your hands under the water. What are we going to do about washing our minds? You know, we've got these images that have been um, shown in television and movies and uh, newspaper articles and all these places. We've seen these images. And so, so many people have bought into those things. We've all been influenced by what we've seen with our physical eyes, you know, called entertainment. And it has contributed to so many of um, the experiences that we all face today. But the beauty is that we're, we're all in this together. And at the end of the day, um, this is something good. You know, only good will come out of this. That is what I'm knowing. Like, this is really good, you know. What would you say to people who maybe African-American uh, listeners who like, I'm mad, I'm upset. And and uh, w- what can they do with that anger? And there's nothing wrong with anger, but but feeling like somebody owes you something, you know, the vibe, you know what I'm talking about, the vibration of that. Yeah. How, what's the responsibility in the African-American community as far as changing our mindset. That's a great question. And, you know, look, I'm glad you answer it. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually looking forward to, and I've been thinking about how I can participate in helping them to have a shift in consciousness. Okay. Because truth is that all is mind and it starts in our own consciousness. And so Mm. I like to say that, Um, we have to become mindful of what it is we're thinking all the time because we're the ones, we're the captain of our own ship at the end of the day. You know, Mm. no one can ever make us feel any kind of way. It's up to us to decide that we're going to allow that feeling to be ours. And so, Someone said to me, uh, I had a client back when Trayvon Martin got killed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this may not be a favorable thing for, you know, I know I could get a lot of people being mad at me for saying this. But my client said to me, she said, you know, I, today's session, I, I need to you to help me understand what happened. And I said, you know, what are your concerns about it? And so she explained, you know, how could this man get off? You know, he killed this boy. You know, the boy was just walking through the neighborhood. What happened? And you know what I said to her? What happened? This. This is what happened. He is a part of a race that believes what it believes. Right. And one of the common beliefs in the black community, I can say this because I'm Mm African-American, is that white people always get off. 
the other races get off. No matter what they do to us, they get off. Now, what is the consciousness of the other race that they always get off, right? Mm-hmm. But what you have is a collective consciousness, and it it became what it was. The, the reason the man didn't get charged is because we were in agreement about what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's, That's why he got off. Yeah, that's why he got off. It's not because he was guilty or innocent. That had nothing to do with it. When our minds come together and we can agree on something and we continue to agree that racism is prominent, it will continue to persist. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe in it. So it's going to have to be what it's going to have to be. And so, you know, that reminds me growing up, people always ask me, well, how did you... How are you so open to everybody? And it was mindset. My daddy, bless him, he was ahead of his time. But he taught me, I'm his only girl, he taught me, you can do anything. I believe that. That's a mindset. You you can be, and I just believe that. He would take me out to the airport and we would look at planes taking off and he would say to me, Now, I won't ever get on that airplane, but you can go, you can get on that airplane and you could go anywhere. And then he would say, where do you think that plane is going? I would say Europe. And then where do you think that plane is going? I might say Australia. And when we got back home, I would have to read the encyclopedia, old school, right? Read the encyclopedia on Australia and, and, you know, and Europe. And that was, that was the mindset that was placed in me. So you're right on that everybody right now, like, you know, I'm a black woman. So I'm speaking to all of my African-American brothers and sisters. It starts with changing on the inside, your mindset. I can be, do and have anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is really what it is. And so, you know, I, I I know there are mothers, black mothers who Mm -hmm. have sons, if you keep doing that, you're going to jail. Um, And so their sons grow up and they go to jail. You know, we have to be mindful of what we're saying. We have to be mindful of what we're thinking. We have to be mindful of what we're feeling. We have to be mindful of what we believe about things, because that deep seated belief will always take action. It will always, always bring to us the very thing um, that we're afraid of. You know, and it is it's very interesting because, as I said before, we all play a role in what is showing up right now. We all have contributed to it. We've all been thinking into that pot, that pool, that cesspool that has brought us here today. Um, But it's wonderful because we're all co-creators. We're co-creators with the infinite and we can create anything we want. We really can. Mm. And it's exciting to know that we can. And so when you have light workers like me and you and so many, uh, we can continue to hold a space for those who who are thinking on a lower level, who haven't been introduced to what we're talking about, who don't know about the law of attraction, who don't understand, you know, that their consciousness is contributing to things. You know, these are the people who we can come together and do what we can do so that they can know something greater for themselves. But, you know, no more can any of us hit the alarm clock Everybody's having an awakening. Yeah. Uh, we are being called forward. Uh, it is wonderful. 
It's exciting. I'm celebrating in advance where this is taking us. Um, yeah, it's time for us to embrace the change and to use our awareness to practice acceptance, to take action. Um, it's exciting because we're all a part of the formula that mm-hmm. is taking to the next level like you know it's not somebody else's job Uh, we all get to roll up our sleeves and be a part of it and it's just exciting it's very exciting profound Greta give people your your website how can people contact you you guys see she's powerful she would love to coach with you work with you etc we got about three minutes okay my website is center for selfawareness.com. Mm-hmm. That's center for selfawareness.com. I can be contacted at 404 219 9873. That's 404 219 you know, I was just thinking, who do I know in high places? Because what you just shared needs to be heard on some of these cable networks. And uh, when I get off of this uh, call today, I'm going to do some things because what you shared was life changing. Thank you so much. I'm grateful to God that you're in my life. I'm grateful to God that I went to that a unity church down from my house uh, some time ago. And I heard you speak and I said to myself, who is that woman? And I tracked you down and uh, you are a blessing to me uh, and a powerful spiritual voice for the world. Thank you so much, Constance. Thank you for having me. I truly appreciate your show and all that you are doing to change the world. Uh, You have such a beautiful spirit, and I'm grateful to know you. Wow. Everybody, make sure you visit her website. Uh, and, and remember, my website is fulfillingyourpurpose.com. I want you to hear this over and over again. Share this with your friends, with your family, uh, with your co-workers so that their lives uh, can be shifted, impacted and changed. And as I say every week, you may not know it or feel it, but you are surrounded by uh, a loving, giving, supporting spirit. And I want you to think, feel and say this week that something good is going to happen to me and through me this week for others. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.